Welcome to Getting Off with Natalie and Rocky, where we help you to create more safety and enjoyment in the bedroom. I'm Natalie Viers, a pleasure and intimacy coach. And I'm Rocky Peterson, Yoni massage practitioner and pleasure educator. This is a space where you get to open your mind, be free of your inhibitions and play. Hello, hello, and welcome. We're so excited to introduce ourselves to you today and talk about why we are creating this podcast in the first place. I am Natalie. And I'm Rocky. And our mission is to help you experience more safety and enjoyment in the bedroom. Well, that's a tall order. Safety and enjoyment are so lacking for our listeners. When I say listeners, so far, there are people that already know us and follow us because of what we talk about. Pleasure. (laughs) Well, and what you so succinctly said, safety. And I'm going to jump right in there and say, you know, I get it that a lot of guys don't understand what we're talking about when we say safety, but our mission is to help you understand what that's all about because it's so important. It's what contributes to genuine intimacy. Guys, if you want more in the bedroom, if it's not happening as frequently as you would like, we are going to help you with that. So we want to talk about how Rocky and I came together, how we first met, how we discovered that we have a united mission here and our work is really aligned with each other. I met Rocky. It's kind of a funny story. I had a man from California who I didn't know randomly text me and say, I want to manifest something for you. I didn't tell Rocky this part before we recorded. He asked me for a sexy picture of me in exchange. And I am on Facebook sharing lots of different aspects of myself. And I'm not a particularly modest person. So I simply shared one of the sexy photos with him that I already have on my Facebook. It was nothing, nothing too strange. And his response, he asked me if I had ever experienced yoni massage before, and I had not. And he said, I'm going to hook you up with somebody local to show you what yoni massage is. (laughs) This guy's energy was obviously, he was very sensually interested in me, (laughs) wanting to participate somehow, but he was long distance. And so he sent me Rocky's website, and I basically followed down the rabbit hole right away and messaged him and asked if I could set up an appointment and had a really great experience with him. It was such a treat to be able to walk into an experience expecting pleasure and also feel safety around, you know, be able to trust that I was going to be able to ask for what I wanted and I wasn't going to receive anything that I didn't want. And I had full, full agency in the situation. And I walked out of that first session and was just like, damn, more women need to experience this because it's very healing to enjoy that focus and attention. And I happened to be single at the time. And so as Rocky and I got to know each other, we started talking about what we do for work and our backgrounds and started having these conversations about pleasure and men and women relating. And here we are a couple of years later now. And so one little tidbit I got to kind of poke in here, you'd be amazed at how many people don't even know what a yoni massage or yoni treatment is. In fact, I was on a plane the other day and 
was wearing a Yoni t-shirt and lady from Spokane said, oh, you're from Washington. I didn't even know we had Yanni in Washington. And it's like, okay, yeah. And I found out she was from Spokane and it's like, yeah, I, I guess they don't know what Yoni is in Spokane. I'm being a little bit facetious if you're in Spokane, but <laughs> I mean, so I got to kind of pipe in here for those that haven't heard the term Yoni before. That's the female genitals. That is the ancient Indian word for what we call pussy. So excuse me for being a little bit crude there, but I mean, that's what we're talking about. So I don't think we're uh, shying away from crude words here. <laughs> well, yeah, I we're, know. I don't want... We're here to talk about pleasure, so we're we're gonna be naming body parts. <laughs> we're just getting started, though. I don't want to. I don't want to be too forward because you know that's that's the safety thing again, right? I wanna. I want people to feel safe to listen to. True, developing some trust there. Absolutely. And and so it's interesting. Your little story is. I've got so many questions. I'm I'm wondering if it's one of my clients that's seen some of my videos, or maybe somebody that has a partner that came to my studio. I I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. I think he simply did a Google search in my area and brought me to you. I don't think he had any personal experience with you. It truly was just this like magical, intuitive. Like <laughs> I'm just going to point you to the right place. The planets aligned for us. Yeah. Not only was it a great experience, kind of like a liberating experience in pleasure, but you were a manifestation for me because we have since worked together in a major capacity. And so you've been like this constant waterfall of <laughs> manifestations in my life. It's been really beautiful. Well, thank you. So one of the things I also wanted to tell people from your story, it kind of made me think a little bit of why. I was able to accomplish for you what you enjoyed uh, in feeling safe and feeling like your boundaries were respected, uh, which is you know so important. And it kind of goes back to a story I tell on my website about my first experience. Well, yeah, almost my first experience going in for what they call a happy ending massage around here. And I went into this place and in fact, the first time I went into one, you go into a cubicle and there's cameras pointed at you and you just, you just walk in this door and it's a little space about the size of a bathroom. There's a little window and, you know, some lady slides the window open and it's like, you know, what you want? And it's like, I think I'm going to go now. It's just, it was, it just didn't feel safe to me at all. Creepy. It really was. It was creepy. And so the next one was a place that, you know, kind of didn't have that environment. It was you come in and, you know, somebody comes and greets you and takes you to a room. And, and it's a lot more like a conventional massage. And they spend about, if it's an hour long session, I'm going to say 55 minutes working on, you know, a traditional massage, your back, your legs, your feet, all that good stuff. And then it's like a uh, turnover and it's like, you want here, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. And it was really brutal. It mm. was, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I talk about walking out looking for something for the abrasion. Mm. But again, it was still, you know, scary. It was, it was intimidating. It, it didn't feel safe. And I thought, wow, you know, if I don't feel safe, you know, I'm, I'm six foot tall, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. And so I'm not really fearful of people. 
too much, but the environment just didn't feel good. It didn't feel, you know, it was unsettling. And I didn't even know if I could have boundaries. I mean, I could say no, of course, but it was very hard to get my head around really what was all going on. And I thought for women to be able to experience this, this has got to be a lot more transparent. There's got to be a lot more connection and consent and communication before we can, you know, touch your body. So, you know, I kind of wanted to chime in that men don't always feel safe either. And so back to why we're here, we're going to talk about things like this all the time where we have sexual encounters that we've got something in our head that's, you know, thinking, oh God, how can I make this more connected, more intimate, closer to the person, more what we fantasize about what intimacy and sex should be. More enjoyable. More enjoyable. You said something during that last story. You said kind of offhandedly, of course I could say no. And that made me think about the story that recently happened to me that it's funny because this is the experience that I have when it, whenever I set the intention that I'm going to create something. It's essentially like I enter a creative portal and the universe brings me experiences that then feed that creation. And this was no exception. And it was truly unfortunate to experience. <laughs> not not exactly fun. But on the backside of it, I'm actually quite grateful because it provides me with the perfect framework to introduce to you why I specifically do the work that I do and, and what motivates it. I refer to myself as a pleasure and intimacy coach. And I've noticed that men really like to fixate on the on the pleasure part. <laughs> they, they tend to more refer to me as a pleasure coach. And one of the assumptions tend to come along with that with that idea. Oh, she knows a lot about pleasure. She likes pleasure. Uh, she must want to give pleasure. And so I had a a young man come over to my house recently. We have been acquaintances for a while. He is friends of friends. And uh, when I invited him to my home, I let him know that my housemate would also be present, hoping that that would make it clear that this was not a date scenario to me. It was a pure hangout. Let's like kind of get to know each other and see if we like each other kind of thing. And we spent the whole evening hanging out and it was very platonic on my end. Like I was very comfortable just sitting and chatting and hanging. And toward the end of the evening, I'm known for having created a course on the art of the blowjob. So I am very outspoken about my particular mission is helping women give pleasure in a way that feels incredibly empowering and pleasurable. And knowing this about me, he came back from the bathroom toward the end of the evening and sat down next to me too close, you know, creating physical contact for the first time. And he put his hand on my thigh and he basically in <laughs> very direct short words said, we've talked about this. You like it. Would you like to give me a blowjob? And the experience for me was, I mean, right away, I, I said, no, <laughs> no, that's not the vibe I'm in. No, that's not like, I don't even know what you smell like yet. I don't even know how you smell if I like how you smell. And you're asking me if I want to put one of your body parts in my mouth. No, no. And 
he immediately realized that he had been an idiot <laughs> and uh, was deeply embarrassed and awkward and left my house violently humiliated <laughs> basically right away. And when I closed the door on him, I collapsed into tears on the floor, like kind of behind the, the door, like you see in movies, just look like close the door. And the reason was because it brought up all of this pain associated with a time in my life when I didn't feel safe to say no. I was so unconsciously afraid of experiencing men's anger, their rejection, their shame, their embarrassment, all those negative feelings that, you know, in my early 20s, it was just easier to appease. And so much of the foundation of my blowjob course is built around this idea that women are systematically conditioned and programmed to be of service and to be self-sacrificing and to think of themselves as a vessel for pleasure for men. And that's how I was engaging in my early 20s is I, I was not being an active participant in the pleasure. I was allowing myself to be utilized as a vehicle. And then I went through this growth transformation in my life where I discovered what it's like to engage from a place of genuine desire and feeling truly safe and feeling connected intimately. And, you know, the difference in experience is just phenomenal. It's night and day, you know. I rather flippantly online uh, refer to myself as the blowjob queen to show people that I have no shame around this topic. But if I'm not attracted to someone, if I don't actively want to do that with someone, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be a sexy experience. This poor guy not only humiliated himself in person, but you know, if he ever hears this podcast, he's going to hear himself talked about as an introduction to my work. But this is a thing that many women deal with. Not all women are comfortable saying no. And men are really unaware of the positions that they put us in. Well, I hope he hears this podcast. And I hope he listens so that he can see that we're not here to bash anybody. Mm -mm. That's not our mission in any way, shape, or form to make anybody feel bad about what they're doing. You know, really, the mission here is to talk about these kinds of things that happen so that we can illuminate a more positive way to approach sex and intimacy and pleasure in a way that everybody can feel good about it. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully he hears, oh, okay, yeah, I, I kind of stepped on my dick there by, you know, kind of going in for my last ditch effort at the end of the night. Now I'd love to hear what else I could have done instead. And so, you know, that's really so much that really does talk to the mission of our show because, you know, we're going to talk about what he could have done instead mm -hmm. and bring that out for other guys so that they can go, oh, this isn't too difficult to do this in a way that feels safe and connected and, you know, kind of the right thing to do for a guy. Because, you know, frankly, we're, we're, sometimes we're lost. It's kind of like, hey, okay, so it's the man's responsibility to make the moves, right? Mm 
I mean, there's that old paradigm shit out there that you invited me over, so I have to make the move on you. And it was the wrong move. Yes, it was oh, poorly timed, <laughs> to say the least. There may have come a time that maybe that he could have got a blowjob, but he jumped the gun. Yeah, not like that. He didn't understand, you know, that a few more things need to happen first. And so it's our mission to help people understand that. What was missing was the communication. You know, what was missing was the establishment of intimacy. What was missing was giving me a sense that, like, he has any clue who I am as a person and what matters to me. And, you know, he gave me no indication that he knows anything about me or really cares about me other than, oh, you like blowjobs. But here's the thing, like, liking blowjobs, enjoying giving a blowjob does not equate to enjoying giving a blowjob to just anyone. That's freaking stupid. <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend the other day, the like the idea of putting someone's penis in my mouth where I don't know how they smell and I don't know how they taste. And I have no idea if I'm attracted to them at all. Utterly disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Like could not imagine <laughs> something I want to do less. And I'm the blowjob queen. I love giving blowjobs to someone I feel intimately connected with. I wanted to like roll off the top of my head like a list of things that actually make me want to give a blowjob like genuinely. And those things have so much more to do with having been exposed to the kind of quality human this man is. What makes me want to like get down on my knees and worship is having watched this man act in his integrity, be giving to me and to people around him, be incredibly thoughtful and and you know caring. When a man holds space for my big, more negative emotions and and you know gives me that holding and that presence and you know lets me kind of let it out like that immediately afterwards I'm like now I want to get naked with you and I hear a lot of women say too like when a man does things around the house helps take care of things participates and contributes in building and creating a life together you know when he behaves in a supportive way when he makes you feel like he's there for you he's got you like, that's what makes me want to worship nothing else like, if you haven't taken the time to show me that you are a good man who is contributing good things to the world, I don't give a shit. I have no interest whatsoever. There's a sense of entitlement out there. Right? A lot of men are like, I'm a man. Give me attention. And it's just like, do something so that I want to give you attention. So... One of the things I w would love to say here is, guys, I'm the voice of the guys in all of this. And sometimes I'm going to pipe up and be a little defensive. And when I say that, Natalie, I'm not saying I disagree with anything you're saying in any way, shape or form. But one of the things that I, you know, kind of realize I, I'm feeling for the guys out there that might be listening it's like, okay, I want to I wanna be the guy that can do all those things and be there for you so that you would want to give me a blowjob, right? I mean, that's who we are. And I'm not talking about from you, but from their partner, right? But they're thinking, I don't, I don't get those things. How do I figure that out so that I can be that kind of guy? And so, of course, that's 
part of what our show is about, giving you insight on how you can be that kind of guy. We have courses and things like that, consulting and whatnot. I think that a lot of men are unknowingly guilty of weaponized incompetence, right? For a long time, men have been allowed to just say, women are complicated. I don't get them. Women are hard. I don't understand women or women are crazy. We don't get enough practice with women. We're, you know, I mean, yeah, okay. We're all at different ages and distances away from being around mom. But mom wasn't necessarily the example of how we are going to treat someone we're in love with, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a different dynamic completely. Sure hope so. So we kind of have to let all that go, right? And we have to now come forward with how to be a man with a woman and in so many cases, we're going to be talking about guys that have no experience or they have limited experience in a tumultuous relationship where they weren't in a position to practice kindness and, and all these things that you're talking about. So it's not that I think that men weaponize their attitude on purpose. They have become desperate or deprived and are kind of taking advantage of opportunities to a degree that's too much. They're, they're taking advantage of the opportunity the wrong way. In other words, the guy that came to your place, the opportunity was there to meet you and talk to you. And, and what he should have been thinking is something along the lines of, okay, I'm going to show her how good of a listener I am and how interested I am in who she is, right? That I'm respectful and be respectful and kind and all those things. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, that could have turned into something for him because of what I teach women and men in my courses. I can tell you that communication and listening is huge in getting into someone's pants. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get so many opportunities for sex because of what I do from women. And it's not about what I'm doing physically. It's so much more of it is about the communication that they feel safe to be able to talk about sex that they haven't been able to talk about with anybody else. A lot of times these are women that have partners, husbands and boyfriends and things like that. And, and, you know, things are not happy in the bedroom. And a lot of that is because they're not communicating. And it's, Sometimes the women don't know how to get the communication going, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's two people not being able to talk about things that, you know, we should be able to talk about. And so when they finally get a chance to talk about sex and intimacy and, and, you know, some of those things that are, you know, just not quite working right and realizing that, gosh, it's just not that complicated. It like opens up the floodgates of, you know, arousal and pleasure. So for guys, you know, communication is the way to get her hot. And, you know, you say communication, but it's like, it's your presence that creates that feeling of safety. And, and your presence is, there's a stillness to it right? You're, you're simply sitting in inquiry. You're, you're in curiosity. 
you want to know more about the woman that you're talking to and like you want her honest answers. You want to know her reality. And that is what makes us feel safe to open to you because we have this experience of, okay, he cares about who I am as a person. He's aware that there's like there's a whole person attached to this vagina. <laughs> Seriously, this man the other night, he didn't show any interest in who I am as a person. He only showed interest in using me sexually. And that is so common. And it's not because men are assholes. It's because no one has sat them down and taught them how to be in this presence and curiosity and inquiry and how to show that they genuinely care and want to know and that to truly give real pleasure requires incorporating these things, incorporating this awareness and, and having this talk. So one of the things that I'm kind of thinking here that I would like to say is that what we are not about guys, okay, is a hookup. Okay. Our show is nothing about being able to have sex with random people in some kind of opportunistic hit it and forget it kind of way. Right. It's so empty. Like there's so much pleasure that is not accessible in that scenario. We don't need to even have a conversation about that. It's if you can find it and hit it, great. You know, <laughs> enjoy. Lucky you. What we're about is the depth of intimacy between two people. The how do me and my partner or you and your partner get to where we have sexual experiences that are really that dream sexual experience we always fantasize, you know, as young people. How do we bring that to fruition regularly? Mm. Okay not just on a one-time thing when we've been deprived, but on a daily. Why not? Why, why shouldn't we have intimacy that's good every day and growing and getting better? And so that's, that's what you're going to get from listening to our show is information on how that works. Yeah, we are expanding and deepening into the world of pleasure. When you build this as a priority into your daily life, when you prioritize creating safety and intimacy with each other and actively creating opportunities to enjoy pleasure together. It shifts your whole life experience. It's like going from living in black and white to seeing in full color. You know, you get to experience the feeling of being taken care of and nurtured by your partner. It like in a much deeper way, a much more satisfying way. You get to like walk around your life feeling more relaxed and at ease and with right. more, more harmony with what's around you. Mm -hmm. Being more present and open with your partner so that you can have that time to really connect. I mean, just like building the skill of presence, right? And just like allowing your energy to incorporate what's going on for a whole other person. And so you bring up presence. That's a really interesting concept. That's a much, much, much of what I teach in my video courses is being present with really a woman's genitals, her body in general, but very specifically her genitals. And what happens 
when you get present with your partner's genitals. And when I say present, you're feeling every little twitch, every little movement. You really know what's going on there. You're, you're hearing communication from her that is just so rich and deep. She doesn't have to be talking. But I can tell you that when you're present like that, she's got this feeling of connection and love that you just can't get any other way. She really feels like you're there with her when you're in presence. And what happens is when you practice presence with her genitals, that translates to it becomes a lot simpler to be present with her emotionally. It's an act that fills our love cup when we are allowing ourselves to receive pleasure like that. And it works the same way with a blowjob. You know, when we're when we are leaning back and allowing ourselves to just be in the receiving position, it's it's an act of love to have that conversation with somebody's genitals. It's a loving conversation. It feels loving to receive. And you talk about in your business that there's this like very unconditional version of of love energy that you're providing in your pleasure services. You talk about, you know, consciously channeling love through your hands. I really believe that that has so much to do with the efficacy of the pleasure. When I'm giving pleasure to a man and I am really loving what I'm doing, I can feel his pleasure in my body. I can I can sense what he's sensing and I'm receiving pleasure from his pleasure. That's present. That's that's that connection with love energy, right? We make that energetic connection. We can feel each other that way. And I said it's something that fills our love cup because it's not just us as individuals who benefit when we prioritize pleasure more. The people around us benefit too. When our love cup is consistently being filled by a loving, intimate partner, we have so much more to give everyone and everything else in our lives. Like all that love that flows through our channel, especially as women, especially, I mean, I'm sure it works for men too, but I'm speaking from my perspective here. Anything that flows through me automatically, naturally flows out of me in a ripple effect into the people in my life. So the more I put myself in a position to receive love in that way, the more I feel like I have to give. And us guys, it really kind of comes down to a little bit to being satisfied. When when we're not satisfied, we're, you know, kind of edgier and not as pleasant to be around. Uh, with other, I mean, you know. We get bitchy too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we all understand that deprivation feeling. And being in pleasure more frequently absolutely impacts your work life, your social life. Every, everything outside of the bedroom is better when sex is not lacking and void in your life. So anything we can do to get you to more pleasure is also going to get you benefits at work and out in the world. And people are going to notice. In fact, you ever, you ever got lucky and, and then your girlfriend's you know, kind of see it on your face. You know, oh, totally. you, you just, you just got lucky and you show up for drinks with your girlfriends and it's like, oh, you just got it. Didn't you, you just had sex. Yeah. That's very apparent. <laughs> and, and guys can notice that too. I, I think women are a little bit more tuned in, but 
there are guys that it's like, wow, you look like you just got it. You know, you just got lucky, didn't you? And it's like, yeah, well, and, and it's kind of like almost another connection that we get to make out in the world that kind of bumping elbows. kind of, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inspiring uh, others by being well fucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's like the world kind of admires you for that. There's a good right? job, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fist bump. I think also when we develop a practice around like being in receiving mode for pleasure, I like so much of what you teach in your videos because there, there's this structure there where each person is very intentionally receiving attention. You know, one is the giver, one is the receiver usually. And I think that anytime we put our body through a repetitive practice like that, we are training ourselves, we're training our minds and our bodies to be more in receiving mode. And so not only do we get to uh, get better at receiving pleasure, but we get to get better at receiving other things too. We get to open up to receiving more love. We get to open up to receiving more blessings because we realize that what comes through us goes to those around us. We just become more receptive in general, which is a very, especially women, if you're listening, a very attractive quality, receptivity. So one of the things real quick, what she was talking about, guys and ladies, what I show people is a little bit different than, you know, kind of just interacting on a mutual experience where you're doing something to each other at the same time, which is, for example, intercourse or something like that, to, I kind of back it up a little bit to taking turns pleasuring each other. This is kind of my method for giving your partner really special treat they get to just receive and you know then you take turns and now you get to receive so what we're doing is we're adding priority you know to our sexual experience for a moment we're taking that normal thing that we do and you know putting it on the back burner for a little bit to really prioritize each other for a moment I mean, you said one of the main things that you teach is presence. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're engaging in sex is being mindless, not being in that presence, not slowing down, not paying attention, like just being kind of in a race to get off. And that's where you hear a lot of complaints about women because we don't work like that. Right. We are not that fast. One of my favorite things about your work is how much you talk about like what happens when you give us women time to settle into our bodies and for everything to turn on. And it's like, I mean, just the difference in the quality of pleasure compared to most haphazard and casual sexual experiences is like crazy. It's a crazy difference. Well, you get to really authentically be in your sexuality at that time. For women, I hear it so often that you can't get out of your head. And what I want to do is hack your head for the duration so that I can allow you to transcend into your primal, right? Into your authentic sexuality so that you can really deeply experience it. And how do you do that if you've got 
some kind of fears or lack of safety or anything else going on. It's that experience of like going nonverbal. Like there's there's a level of pleasure where I'm so connected to my body and so just immersed in the experience that like words are so hard. <laughs> yes. If you if words are hard, then I'm doing my job. Uh-huh. We're in something deeper and absolutely more intimate. So this kind of stuff doesn't just affect us personally. It doesn't just affect our communities. We're also contributing to a greater shift in our collective narrative and affecting change in the world. And it's still incredibly radical to prioritize pleasure, especially in this country. <laughs> well, yeah, we're surrounded by guilt and shame. Okay. And one of the things I talk about is what's public and private, right? What's public actually is where guilt and shame resides. Mm -hmm. Social media is just chock full of guilt and shame. And there's religion and there's advertising and there's just all kinds of places where that comes into our lives. And then uh, somehow we bring it through the front door of our house and even worse, we bring it into the bedroom. And when you can differentiate between public and private, you can look at it and go, okay, that's something out there that resides in the, you know, the greater world, as you call it. I don't need it in my bedroom. We don't need guilt and shame or those kinds of mindsets and belief systems in private. In private, we can do whatever we want. And so when you shed those things, all of a sudden you find, you know, new sources of happiness and fulfillment from being one's self is what I call it. Loving yourself and being yourself. And in private is where you can do that. So we're definitely going to be talking about a lot of that. When we individually release guilt and shame, we are contributing to the collective shift. Right? The more of us individually stand in the right to own our desires, to want what we want, to enjoy what we enjoy, prioritizing pleasure is really exercising personal authentic power, right? Mm. Exercising our agency. It's, it's standing in our right to enjoy our lives to the fullest. It's our birthright to do that. And there are there are systems and forces in place in the world that that attempt to convince us otherwise. But our birthright is to enjoy the hell out of our lives. So for guys, so what we're doing is a little shift. We, you know, we think we kind of have a plan of how our sexuality works, but it's not working for us as good as we'd like. And this show and the things that we do on the side, we are, we're both businesses. We both have other things that we offer to help you. You know, we can't do it all on the show. We can't have the full how-to because a lot of what we do is very intimate and physical and graphic and all those things. But we can talk about some of those things and, and start getting you there. But the idea is just some little shifts in your lives, changing your kindness and your presence and some of those things are the kinds of things that we'll be talking about uh, that are not really hard to do. In fact, in a lot of ways, so much of what we're going to tell you is how to make things easier. We're 
addressing the same mission, the same goal from different directions. So Rocky's courses offer demonstration. So you can watch technique, you can you can see how things are done and he's and he's explaining as he's demonstrating. It's incredibly educational and also kind of hot to watch. <laughs> and if you're not ready for that kind of exploration, if you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I need, I need a little more safety in this experience. If any of what we're talking about makes you uncomfortable or if you have reactions to it in various places in your body, that's when work with me is a good idea. I help women especially develop sensual confidence. So if you're the kind of woman who insists that the lights be off when you're having sex, right? I help with that because we all have the capacity and the ability to develop a sense of freedom in our own skin. You know, the right to be seen and taken care of and loved exactly as we are in this moment. So if you have any blocks in your way from stepping into the wonderland of, you know, exploring different techniques and how you can deepen into pleasure, you should be having a conversation with me. So we're going to tell you a lot more about what we do in our coming episodes. We're so anxious to get going and do our uh, next show for you. We'll, of course, give you some of the tidbits along the way of what we do. Uh, we certainly want to make ourselves available for you to be in contact with us about things that you hear that resonate with you and you want more information because we love what we do and we're very open and eager to give you assistance in moving forward in the increments that you need to move forward in. We invite conversation about this. If you hear yeah. something that inspires you, that makes you want to jump into conversation, reach out to us. Absolutely. Have that conversation. We're here for that. All right. I think that's it for our mission for today. What do you think? Wrapping up episode one. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Getting Off with Natalie and Rocky. For more resources and ways to work with us, visit gettingoffwithnatalieandrocky.com. Please don't forget to follow, rate, review, and share the show. Join us again next week for another stimulating episode. We're here to expand your view of what's possible in intimacy and pleasure.